Hello friends, welcome to Painting Pictures. I'm Gabriel Roberts and I'm coming to you from the Gingerbread House in Paonia, Colorado. It's July. Summer is fully upon us and that means grasshoppers. I don't know how familiar y'all are with grasshoppers. I certainly hadn't seen them much or thought much about them until I came here and began tending this garden and seeing them hopping all over. And at first it was kind of a novel experience because they're, uh, you know, they're hopping and <laughs> they're on the grass. They're different. Uh, they're brightly colored. At first they were small and I was just like, oh, grasshoppers. And then I started hearing more about grasshoppers and how they eat everything and how some people have like major grasshopper issues. Um, I don't know, in case you're wondering, I'm just going to tell you that I don't have the answer to your scientific inquiry, as in what is a grasshopper, what is a cricket, what is a locust. I think that locusts can fly. I don't think grasshoppers can. And crickets, I think, make a lovely noise at night. And I'm not sure if grasshoppers do. Maybe that's a type of cricket. Anyhow, now the grasshoppers are getting bigger. And here at the community garden that I've been watering and planting and tending, um, they're, they're becoming a little bit of an issue. And, and so I... You know, basically, some I under came to understand that the grasshoppers are bad for the plants, and so then I recognized that part of my duty here could be to eliminate some grasshoppers, and so I I tried, um, and the problem is that it it really freaks me. I can't hold them. I can't hold them. I can. It's like I can, if I catch it, I can't hang on to it. So what usually happens is I grab it and I scream and I throw it like right away. And I try to throw it towards the ditch where there's water running in the hope that they'll get carried away. But most of the time they probably just land in like a leaf and hop their way back to the garden. They're also very hard to catch. The uh, smaller ones, especially, because they're just so little. And then also the big ones. And now that's, um, that's what I want to tell you about, really, now is these big ones. So first, the grasshoppers, when they're little, they're like, they're uh, brown. They're light brown. And then some of them, as they get a little bigger, turn this bright green color. And those are fucking creepy, too. They're like bright neon green with bright orangey red eyes. Oh, and we're talking, you know, those ones like maybe three inches long. And it takes like great gumption on my part to go for one of these, to steal myself, to reach out and try to grab it and then and it usually I uh, I go into it rather calmly and kind of creep up on it and then it's this like explosion of nervous energy when I grow it and I scream and I throw it as fast as I can um, and then they've gotten bigger now so they're getting <laughs> continuing to develop and from bright green they've gone to like 
camouflage colors so some of them are like this dusty they're wearing like desert storm camo basically like dusty ochre and green colors and they are fucking enormous like like five inches long they're like little hot dogs oh my god these are some of the scariest mother effing things i've ever seen and I the most I can do on the really big ones, it's like I I it gives me heebies just thinking about it. The most I can do is try to flick them to just like smack them, because um, I don't want to touch them. I don't want them in my hand. Apparently they spit on you too. Like if you grab them, they spit on you. <laughs> Yesterday evening I was watering and I. I took it to them a little bit. I was barefoot and I was tired and I was watering and I decided that I would um, get a little aggressive and I started throwing them on the ground like Andy Sandberg. I throw it on the ground and that was a little bit easier than throwing on the ditch because when I would try to throw it to the ditch, I would literally like pretty much throw out my shoulder every time with how hard I was trying to throw. I'd throw them on the ground and then I would try to step on them um or smash them with the watering can and of course then ended up <laughs> throwing them on the ground and bludgeoning them stamping at them with this big watering can um and and that's just i don't like being there it's a terrible place to be in where you're you're slowly violently brutally killing a creature but what you know what am i going to do there's obviously no shortage of grasshoppers um and I, I don't want the little plants to get eaten. So that's that's grasshoppers. The garden's going really well. And um, I spend a lot of my time there these days because I water there a couple of nights a week. And watering takes a long time when you don't have sprinklers. We have a tank that collects water from a, a pump that pumps it up from this irrigation ditch that goes along. And it fills the tank, and then there's a couple of hoses running off the tank, and no, like zero, very little water pressure. So you just run it into a big watering can, and then walk around watering. And when you've got a whole garden to water, it takes like to really do it right, it takes two hours. And um, I find myself going over there, like, oh, I'm just gonna water a little bit, and then it's like, well, I'm here, and so then I'm just standing there for two hours, walking around, holding watering cans watching it get a little dark outside and it's not too bad and the whole time i i think about how i ought to not try to think not want to be anywhere else you know just relax into it and take it as like a little opportunity for meditation but invariably i'm just kind of like oh what am i gonna be done with this fucking watering (laughs) but and then i gather uh like a bunch of lettuce every night because we have so much lettuce and fresh lettuce is really good for you and i've been eating a lot of lettuce and i think i have that to thank for uh overall having not gotten sick since i've gotten here despite uh pushing it a little bit on some uh nighttime activities if you know what i'm saying (laughs) nothing crazy but there's a lot of fun to be had. There's uh, And it stays dark until, you know, 9 o'clock. 
I find myself like cooking dinner at like 10:30 at night pretty often and having no idea how the entire evening has magically slipped away from me and then waking up and going to water the garden or whatever. So anyway, um, yeah, the first two weeks here were really productive in terms of painting. I was going out like every morning painting and that's, but that's when I didn't really know anybody in town and I didn't, I wasn't like very friendly with other residents here. Um, and then the, the next two weeks were pretty, like pretty crazy. Just a lot of, um, socializing and it's been wonderful though. Like super fun, super, super, super duper fun. Uh, now it's time to balance it. That's the idea. Bringing it back a little bit, bringing it back, focusing a little bit. Um, I went out and painted again this morning and it felt really good. And I was like ridiculously happy this morning, ridiculously happy. I made coffee. I made coffee and it was really good. Uh, I didn't get out to paint until like, uh, 10:30. but I enjoyed my morning. Um, I was singing and it was a beautiful day. I went for a swim. I painted down by the river and I made a little painting. Um, I painted for about two hours straight and I think the painting's really good. And, um, and then I went for a swim in the cold, cold water, which at first freaked me out. These rivers freaked me out. Like they were so strong and fast. Even the creeks, it looked like you could, as soon as you jump in a creek, you'd get swept into the river and then the river would sweep you down to Arizona, like in an instant. But now they've quieted down a little bit. And so I went for a swim in my underwear and sat out on a rock in the sun feeling good feeling good uh and now i'm now i'm tired and i i should have recorded this podcast then when i was giddy and euphoric um but you're getting the the chill you're getting the chill time because it's the afternoon and uh you know on a summer afternoon at four o'clock how chipper can you really be you know if you're too chipper might be something wrong with you at this time this time of day. This is kind of a com contemplative time of day. I want to just tell you about um, cherry farts real quick. I don't know if you guys know this, but cherries make you fart. And uh, the more cherries you eat, the more you fart. And it's a pretty direct correlation. So if you're like me and you're very curious about, you know, digestion and like what foods affect what, etc., there's a real nice, simple one for you. Eat a lot of cherries and you'll fart a lot. And that's happening around town. All You can hear the cherry farts popping off all around Paonia because it's Cherry Days this weekend, which is a big festival about about cherries and other all things cherry, which probably is going to be, I don't know, cherry pies, a parade apparently, buckets of cherries, uh, we're doing a, a cherry canning uh, workshop at the community garden. Workshop. That's something I wanted to talk about. The idea of a workshop. Now, workshops are great. Uh, love the idea. We've There have been a couple workshops at the community garden, and they've been free. 
and they have been a gift from somebody who has some specific knowledge to the rest of the community. And that's a workshop. Um, and then you've got the other kind of workshop that costs $550 for a two-day workshop. And those are the workshops that are led by people that have been told that they should be giving workshops <laughs> and are trying to make a career trying to make a career out of not having a career okay so this is like you're like okay i'm i don't want to have a job i don't want to have a nine-to-five job so i'm going to make art and so i'm going to give an encaustic workshop and i'm going to um, advertise it online through social media networking and so i'm going to take pictures all the time that i possibly can of me doing encaustics and making encaustic paintings and I'm going to try to establish a following and I'm going to use encaustic as a hashtag on everything. And I'm going to use my own name as a hashtag. <laughs> Fuck that. If you're using your own name as a hashtag, stop. Stop. Just stop right now. You do not hashtag yourself. Okay? It's one thing to hashtag you and your partner getting married. I'm still on the fence about that, but I understand that then everybody can sort of contribute photos. And of course, weddings are all about photos, but I'm getting off track. Okay, so back to the workshop idea. So then it's like, all right, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna have a job, but I still want to be making $50,000 a year. So how am I gonna do that? Well, I'm gonna start charging for workshops <laughs> and see how many suckers I can get to pony up six hundred dollars for some workshop that i come up with and i give oh and i give them some some important uh, piece of information and i make them feel like they've learned something all right that's nice in a way in a way it's nice to be rewarded for your skill and your knowledge and it's nice to share that knowledge but i think workshops should always be free i think that the the idea of doing it for monetary reward sort of ruins it and i don't know how you could really be genuine giving a workshop that you're charging for i don't know i mean i've thought about it too but um i what i would do i would give a, a workshop on um clipping your fingernails with a pair of toenail clippers because i'm really good at that and it's about just like taking little bites out with the big finger with the toenail clippers. And they're off it's often better. I mean, that's like the whole reason I would do this workshop is often the toenail clippers are a lot stronger than the fingernail clippers. And if you have thick fingernails like me, sometimes fin regular fingernail clippers don't cut it, if you will. So I've thought about doing workshops, but I haven't. And I I like to think that um, if you know something and you want to share it, then you just want to share it. And you want as many people that want to know about it to join, right? You're not doing it for money. You're doing it uh, because you want to share this with the world. I don't know. Does that, does that resonate with you guys at all? Does that resonate with you guys at all? I guess what I'm I'm just responding to is the uh, pressure that gets exerted. So you have all this pressure on people to have a job. And then it's, if you don't have a job, well, then you've got to be monetizing your 
art somehow, your skill or your trade. And it's all and, and it's all enabled by social media and people sitting on their computer thinking that they're going to find the answers to their life there instead of going out into the real world and and living and enjoying their making a life that they enjoy that is independent of the Internet. The Internet's great. The Internet's great. It's great to connect with people. But the people you really need to connect with are probably right around you or they're in some place that you can go to. Um, this is a tangent. But then, so then I think about work. I've been thinking about work lately and pretty much to me what seems important in terms of work is is the earth and the land and making more compost <laughs> as far as i can tell and everything else is bullshit unless you're like making you know making food or like serving you know providing things for people making things i don't know but basically like the work that needs to be done on this planet right now the physical work that needs to be done is is fixing the land and planting plants and creating permaculture everywhere and that's going to take care of our environmental issues and our society's issues and allow people to eat food, okay? I, this isn't that crazy of an idea, and, and, and I'm not really the person to be on the bandwagon or lead the bandwagon. But as far as I can tell, that's really the only thing that's important right now. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, I would say start a garden anywhere you can and or find a garden anywhere you can and go help out and find where people are making compost, collect compost, make compost, go. Okay. Go, go people there. I'm inspiring the world to be better farmers. I don't know. That's all I'm saying guys is that that's, um, that's what's on my mind right now in terms of work. And I don't really, I don't really care about that much that much else right now i mean what else is there like what else is really important i don't know um all right so i have the i have a, a, a clip of me painting for you guys today that's what this podcast is it's actually painting pictures with gabriel roberts and this was recorded a couple of days ago when i was working on this crazy painting that i started with yellow paint just squiggling and so here have a listen i'm going to try to describe the painting that i am painting and what's going through my mind while i'm painting it but i, th I think it's pretty much a abject failure doomed to fail if I actually focus on all right right now I just mix some paint I'm actually focusing on I'm trying to paint a leaf right now and I cannot possibly talk while I'm doing this oh my god oh my god it makes it hard much harder okay I just got a pretty big leaf and now I'm doing a smaller one next to it and we are moving up the branch and over to the left and doing another leaf. 
and then we're checking to see which leaf that is, and we got it, and then we're going up the branch, and we're doing another leaf. And now we're going up the branch a little further, and we're at the very top of the pink roof of the Flying Fork! Flying Fork Cafe! And now we're drawing the uh, downspout from the gutter on the corner of the Elsewhere Studios roof, and now the little nub of roof that protrudes from it. We're finding that it meets up very nicely with, with the uh, rest of my painting so far. So we're sort of marching around, and so we've got that. We're going to emphasize that a little bit with some lines. And then we have this cool corner of the... Well, it's a part of... Basically, it's a part of the wall that extends up past the edge of the roof, if you can imagine that. And it glows in the evening light. It's this incredible golden peach color. Now I'm painting another branch with some leaves. It's coming down into that corner in the top left of this painting. And now I'm doing another leaf. <laughs> and another one. And we're getting a few more leaves in here. Hopefully you guys can hear me all right. Hope you're doing good out there, everybody. I'm getting more paint now. I'm mix. I'm using this crap cadmium yellow mix that I got from an old woman who died. Old dead woman. Buttered box of paints. Overpaid and then underpaid. I don't know if I told that story in this podcast about a garage sale and how I felt bad. About, uh, gosh. I paid too much, basically. And then I went back and paid way too little with the help of my mom who drove a good bargain but I felt bad that the lady didn't know that I had paid too much earlier because <laughs> then she would have felt really good about the transaction and I almost went back I feel like I've told this story in this podcast before back to the painting we've got this pink roof and um, we're going to just use that and so this thing then there's a bird feeder that drapes down and it must be huge because I have the top of it painted in now that pink roof and it comes all the way down see I think that something might be off here and we're just in the process we're gonna have to find it through careful Stanley Lewis style working that's Stanley Lewis's idea of painting is that you just you cannot put things in the right place the first time and if you can you're an alien you're an alien painter or you're, um, you're an alien painter. Okay, so I'm going back down to this um, air conditioning unit because I think I had that in the right place. I'm really like pa I'm panicking a little bit right now, <laughs> but it's not a serious thing. We're just squiggling with yellow paint right now. We haven't really laid anything in too good. All right, so that's the pink roof. So I'm just worried this distance is too tall, but it might not be. Might not be. That, I feel like this whole air conditioner is going to have to come upwards. That's my theory. That's my theory. This whole AC unit. Just a little bit, guys. Just a little bit. So we're moving it up, and we're extending its little vents. Uh, I really 
really not that much. Okay, then this can come up. So then there's the edge of the roof of the flying fork. The um, white border of the roof. What is that called? What is that called? That's what I want to know. The border, it's not the shingles. The shingles are on top of the roof. It's the probably the molding or the frame of the roof. The gutter sits like on it. But what is it? There's an ant crawling on my leg. It's a fly. Got it. Didn't kill it, just shoot it away. Anyhow, that's where we're paying. So then I'm going, now I'm going back over to the bottom of the bird feeder. Because we're saying, we're saying we've got this roof more or less licked. At least the position of its edge. And that's what it is. It's going straight over. I had it kind of drooping down. See, this is off to the left of my painting and I'm at an angle to my painting, so um, I'm facing the scene, the painting's a little bit off to my right. So we're going back to the AC, and we're following the edge of this ivy. See, this would probably be way more interesting if this were a video. Am I right? Have I got that one right? Would this be way more interesting? I won't uh, go on too long. won't go on too long, guys. And because be too long, but anyway, so I'm out on the ivy and I'm under the edge of the roof, working my way to the left, and now I'm encountering a big uh, rose bush, which I haven't even started to paint yet, which is apparently going to be in this side of the painting. And it has some pretty hectic shapes because the leaves are so small. So I can I'm vaguely now outlining like the dark shape that forms in the center of, of the top of the plant. It's like general vague darker mass and then there's a branch that comes down out of it and I'll be damned if my just a few minutes ago drawing of the branch that comes out of it isn't fucking right on folks. Pretty much right on. Which is always a good feeling getting a little more yellow. We're running low on our bright yellow, but we're using it as a whole base drawing. And then we're going to go in with other colors. Okay, so now back to the air conditioning. And if I've got that bottom of it, we're saying maybe it's moved up a little bit. Maybe the bottom's actually there. And this roof is over here. So what were we freaking out about? It's just the length of this the house, basically. The window section. Uh, and the bird feeder. Let's go back over to the bird feeder. And we've got the bottom of it. It's got a like a big wide bowl at the bottom. Bird feeder bowl base. It's a bird feeder base bowl. And then there's a stem in the center. A central stem, if you will. Una stema central. Centrale. And now we're doing leaves that are draping over that stem and another leaf also drooping over it and another leaf and just working our way up the branch and then there's a leaf from the branch that's in front of that one which I'm not even going to try to paint right now now I'm going to move up a little bit and try to find the stem from this tree this is coming off the big daddy tree that's in the middle of the backyard here and it is awesome and its trunk is not quite going to be in the painting but its trunk is going to be like off to the left no one will ever know really 
So stand with the bird feeder, and then it goes up, and then it's got a little uh, roof, if you will. Speaking of roofs, and that's uh, coming down here. And then it's got a series of arms that protrude, go upwards and attach above the roof and drape down like a teepee kind of. And we're just going to go right in and lay those guys in a little bit. But we have to be careful that we're not describing, of course, that we're not just describing a bird feeder. So now I'm going to paint a leaf that's going over one of the arms on the right. And so we're staying in the staying in the mode of feeling our way through what we're seeing and not latching on to anything in particular. But again, we're now we're finding I think that this stem I had is too high. So again, I'm worried that this whole stretch of the house is just too tall. It's too fucking tall. Which is a slight problem, you could say. You're a pessimist, say that's a problem. And my god, the bird feeder is like... So the bird feeder is way bigger. It goes all the way over to above the edge of the air conditioner. My god, what the hell? It's all the way the fuck over there. There's a big bird feeder. That's a big old bird feeder right there. It's a giant bird feeder. That's what I'm going to call this painting. The giant bird feeder. And I think I'm also maybe drifting off to the left a little bit, which is not helping my cause at all. Not helping the matter. Alright, uh, gosh. So that's just a little slice of um, Gabe painting. That's actually painting pictures with Gabriel Roberts. I hope the rest of the podcast is awesome. Bye. Hey. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Chaz. What's cracking? I hope you enjoyed that little segment of me painting. I hope that gave you a peek into the madness that is making a painting. I've been thinking a lot about the idea of allowing the uh, universe to create your reality. And to do so, you have to let go of your idea of how things are going to turn out. That's a big challenge for me, especially when it comes to women and children. And by women and children, I mean my woman and my children. Because I think about that a lot, and I think about how badly I want that to happen, and I think about how, uh, what do I need to do to make that happen? You know, what do I need to do to make that happen? And the truth is that if that is what is meant to happen, which I feel very strongly it does, it is, then it's going to happen, and I'm going to find the right person at just the right time, and it's going to be awesome. And so, and I I can't, for it to work out the best possible way, it's going to be better than I can imagine. And it's going to be, it's going to come together in a way that I couldn't possibly orchestrate. And um, 
I think I've been thinking about that a lot for, for my life in general. Like as soon as I can, at this point, I might as well step out of the driver's seat and pass the keys to the universe, as a friend of mine said, and let them drive. Let let them drive because there's a lot of them. There's uh, <laughs> this big old crew of aliens and shit, bacteria, bugs, energies, ancient aliens, um, pharaohs, uh, who a uh, cat's probably. I mean, the universe is made up of a conglomeration of energetics, and really, uh, you just can't. You you can plan it, but then that takes the fun out of it takes the fun out of it and uh if you get real serious about it then you you bring that down to um every single day of your life each day of your life you wake up and you let the universe take control now let's just bring this down to reality and say that it's also important to um do things i think and be and to work hard and I think some if you're totally uh, just go with the flow, you might end up schmoozing around town all day, just talking to people and not eating or spending money on eating out and, uh, you know, not going to bed on time and just taking a puff of every single um, smokable thing that has passed your way and drinking everything that is offered to you. And anyway, so you do have to have some dedication to yourself and you at some point, I believe have to take an active stance to direct your flow, right? You can't just allow, let everything, but in terms of making big plans, um, you don't really need to do that. I think, I think you can let that part go. Um, I mean, if you're lucky, if you're free enough, I don't know. I, I recognize that this that I'm in a pretty awesome special situation where I'm I'm free and um I'm in a place where I feel happy and content and uh <laughs> and so I don't know <clears throat> I don't want to I don't want to pretend that this is uh easy for everybody but and it's not, but, but I, cause I know it's not, cause I know it's not easy for me. I know it's not at all easy for me. I've been thinking a lot about what my plan is, you know, over for the next couple of weeks, what am I going to do this and that? But I really believe, um, and I've been shown that, that you meet the people you need to meet and the opportunities that need to arise, arise. And, uh, if you can do the work to, to keep your mindset such that you believe you're free and um, and that you believe that the universe will provide everything that you need, then I really think it will. I really think I will it will. i'm 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 testing that theory and so far pretty good. But then uh, back to painting, I've been thinking about it with painting too, um, because I get sometimes all fucked up in my mind thinking about what am I doing? You know, what am I painting? Why am I painting it? and questioning everything wondering if i should be landscape painting at all and wondering if i should be painting bigger and wondering if i should be painting portraits and yada 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 and then thinking about the style and worrying about if it looks too much like someone else's painting and then realizing that i can get out of the way a little bit when i start painting and and not um 
try to pretend that I know what this painting is going to be, you know, because I don't. I don't know what it's going to be. It could be anything. And the, the less restriction I apply to it, the more exciting and different it can become. Okay, you guys had enough philosophy? Have you had enough philosophizing? I feel like I'm philosophizing a lot. Uh, we're wrapping this podcast up. Just wrapping it up. Um, what are what do I need to tell you? There's a new background for July. Uh, if you want a new background for your computer. And you can go to GabeRobertsArt.com. You can get yourself that background, yo. And what else? Oh, I went on a hike the other two days ago in a place called Ridgeway. And I saw aspen trees for the first time. Probably not. All right, let's be honest. I'd probably seen aspen trees before, but I didn't really know what they're like. They have these beautiful, delicate, heart-shaped leaves. And they sway in the wind. And they are all like one organism. I think eucalyptus are the same way. So like their roots, they share a big root structure and you can kind of tell the way they grow. It's like, you can see that they're, they're all one and they're gorgeous. And apparently, uh, in the fall, they go off in, 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 in wild colors. And I know I've been saying on this podcast, I'm planning to be on the East coast this fall. Uh, might not, be the case might not be the case i might be an old colorado because apparently there are fall colors here and i haven't seen these ones yet either so there you go there's that i'm planning to be back in california in agosto in the end of august for my cousin's wedding um and and probably hang out a little bit so i'll be back in cali then and then who knows who knows what happens after that uh, this is what it was. This has been, <laughs> this has been what it was. It is what it is. It was what it was. And, um, now I'm just going to close with a, with a song. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, send me an email, Gabe Roberts art at gmail.com. God bless you. Every one of you. I hope you're having a wonderful day, week, month, life. Cheese ball. I hope you're cramming cheese balls in your grill at night under your covers. Down cheese balls. Does anyone eat cheese balls? I remember we used to get cheese balls and they were, uh, they kind of grossed me out, but that was back then. This is now. And I love cheese even more than I did when I was a kinder. And I reckon I could... I could eat a cheese ball right now. I mean, especially if I had some crackers. Know what I'm saying? Cheese ball and cracker. Um, okay, song. Uh, this is Marcy Playground. Um, a cloaking robe of elven kind. Or just maybe a robe of elven kind. Something like that. Thanks, guys. Y'all are great. I've got more interviews coming up. Don't worry. So, um future podcasts will be better not that this one was bad i know this one was great it's top notch top notch but really let's i mean in all honesty it was kind of like a b it's like a b minus maybe but um we, we did have you know cherry farts let's not forget about the cherry farts so maybe b plus all right maybe b plus okay ciao <laughs>
kind Hangs in my wardrobe behind All the things that mother said were proper for a boy And I know I, I, I could not say why Why, why on this summer evening Sixteen books of magic spells Stacked below the cloak of elves And sixteen books of magic spells So elegantly bound And I know I I I Could not say why 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 on this summer evening Oh, oh, oh Oh, oh I know something Something about you